Hello and welcome to Geek Sweat. You are listening to the new podcast review show for news, reviews and interviews. I am your host, Trevor Jones, and we are supported by the sound engineer extraordinaire, MKH. Bonjour. We are also supported by the dynamic and dastardly Dominic Stinton. Hey. And we are also co-presented by the auditable and slightly arrogant Akosh. Morning, guys. <laughs> um, wow, you're just so arrogant. I'm not sure I can stand all this negative energy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the arrogance is just melting the microphones in front it's of us It's not even right morning. Now. It's so far yeah. away from morning right now. We're almost evening time. <laughs> That's how arrogant he is. Exactly. <laughs> your, t- <laughs> your time zone means nothing to me. <laughs> I'm, I need to say one thing, though. Um, I lost my wallet in a supermarket. Uh, the other day and I didn't even notice it was missing until um, I needed to get onto a London Underground Oyster and um, you got into a London Underground Oyster a London actually no a London Underground and I needed my Oyster card and I didn't have it <laughs> so um, I well, did where are you going with this I know. Uh, this is what I want to say it's not a film related thing I just wanted to say this yeah, so you like lost it some things on a train yeah yeah was, we can talk about lost things on a train as well <laughs> um, but the thing is we're Sorry, gently, dro- no, 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 gently no, no, dropping Dominic. But the, um, now the, the situation was um, I had 15 pounds, a fiver and a tenner in my wallet, and um, I had to phone uh, Morrison's, because I'm that cheap, to uh, ask if they had found my wallet. They had found my wallet, and I was just like, fingers crossed, hoping they didn't take the cash. They didn't take the cash. And I was just thinking, you know what? I'm just going to be grateful that the wallet got turned up, and if they take the money, that's like the payment for returning it. So what else was in the wallet? My lucky coins. I've got four lucky coins. So just coins. I've got notes. no money. No, no, wait, wait. A, a five pound note. Lucky coins. A fi- I've got a, the lucky coins. I've got include my Liverpool commemorative 2017 gold coin. I've got one where I went. I climbed up Mount Washington as a coin, and I think I've got an old like weird ten pence piece, which looks like it's from a, a part of Eastern Europe. But the thing is. They took the fifteen pounds, and that and that's what was upsetting me the most because they had two choices: take the tenner or take the fiver, and they took both. But you know what? They um they left you your lucky coins, which are of more significance to you than yeah. fifteen pounds. Exactly, and that's why they're the biggest losers because and they're gonna have bad luck for the rest of the year. And what yeah. about um? Did you have any credit cards or anything in there? No, they left them alone. They left the credit cards alone. Yeah, were they contactless? That's the thing. It, they are contact. You can do the tap and pat yeah. and lose the money. Yeah. So I'm thinking. I could have got really stung yeah, And that's why you have to put lucky coins in your wallet so you don't lose your contactless cards. Okay. So that's the moral yeah. of the story. That was that a powerful... Yeah. I've actually got a lucky coin. Akash will recognise this. Do you recognise that? <laughs> yes. Have we got a sound effect for yes. a coin flying through the air? I've got a sound effect <laughs> for that story right there for you, you buy, uh, Trevor. Go ahead. Oh, we're doing a sound effect one for the last one. story. One. one, sorry, one what? Oh, we're doing. Well, that sounded like one bum. We're talking two one. things. What's happening? One bun. Oh, got it. What's a bun? As into in the mic. Into the mic. Bread. Into the mic. Half. half. One bread. Yeah. So that coin would have that that your lucky coin is worth one loaf of bread. Yeah, it's a Hungarian forint. Okay. So there is a, a story about this. Go um, for it. Because um. Long story short, I do private tuition. One of my pupils paid me this coin mm. and they said, someone gave me this instead of a 10p. Would you like it? Yeah. So it became my lucky coin. Okay. 
that's not a very eventful story. <laughs> Have we got a sound effect for that story? That would be the sound effect of something crashing and burning. <laughs> hold on, hold on, it was there. So, so wait, 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 here it is. Damn, I'm good. So That's ter- overselling it. In terms of like <laughs> lucky coin comparisons, is it better to have the lucky coin that's worth a loaf of bread or have the lucky coin that's worth two contactless credit cards? Do we have trailers? <laughs> 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 Um, there's a slightly famous director that we all know and love called Tim Burton. Uh, my favourite film of his is uh, Batman, and um, I think a lot of people. Are you going to say Edward Scissorhands? Edward Scissorhands is better than Batman, the Michael Keaton one with yeah, yeah, Jack I, I, Nicholson. I think, yeah, I think it was very significant, but yeah, more artistic and original than Edward Scissorhands because Batman's sure. a, Batman's an established character. I like Batman. Okay. And I like Jack Nicholson. I think Batman's a good call. My yeah. favourite film of his, with the exception of Sweeney Todd, is anything he made prior to Mars Attacks. <laughs> I think the guy's been phoning it in for about 25 years. Yeah. And it's pretty sad now. Well, the thing is, I've been on a training course, um, long time ago, called this Assistant Director Training Scheme. And um, it was at Pinewood Studios, and apparently there's this kind of theory that most people who work with Tim Burton know Tim Burton stuff already, i.e. Edward Scissorhands, Batman, and all the films that went before. So what happens is set designers and costume designers to meet his standards kind of create this kind of corpse bride look uh, in terms of like creating goth images, goth set designs. And so what ends up happening is people have seen his work before, they work with him, and they think he wants more of the same. And Tim Burton just kind of says yes to it. Is he lazy? That could be the thing. He's probably lazy at making the new choices. So that's probably why we see Tim Burton over and over again phoning it in. But here he comes in with a new project called Dumbo. And a I'll... new project called Dumbo? Yeah, it's a contradiction in terms, isn't it? God damn. So, um... so we're playing a trailer now, and um, it's a Disney film. How long is this trailer? 90 seconds, so it must be a teaser. So it That's a like teaser trailer. It it's probably hasn't got all of the uh, stuff made official. Uh, we've got a doorway. Is that a cell? I don't know. I mean, it looks like a cell. It looks like an elephant in captivity. So Dumbo. Like we've got young Disney kids. Disney style kids. A Christina Ritchie kind of rip-off kid as well, by the looks of it, with the kind of big forehead. Oh yeah, forehead, she's got hair. the forehead. Yeah. I would love this film to be at 18. That would An make my day. certificate elephant yeah. film. Yes. Where he's just ripping people in two yeah. with his tusks. Dumbo never had tusks. But I'd love yeah, if they had a, like him grow up to have tusks and he's yeah. just like ripping people in two. Yeah, and he was just like had a drinking habit. As yeah, well. he was just doing circus yeah. tricks. Yeah, really are you looking at, kid? <laughs> well, you know, um, Jumbo, which yeah. is the elephant that Dumbo is based there. on, yeah. was fed with alcohol. I think I just saw That's Michael crazy. Keaton as a looking like a circus trainer or something like that. He's got some colourful events. What like Beetlejuice style? Um, yeah, and um, I think I noticed um, who was that guy? So I've got to rewind it, but there's a slightly famous Porky Wait. guy there. There was a Michael Vito. Keaton is in it and Colin Farrell is in it. Colin Farrell, uh, Dan DeVito. Danny DeVito, that's what I'm looking for. What about for. Beetlejuice? What do you think of Beetlejuice? Oh, yeah, that was a Tim Burton film. Yeah, that was that fantastic. Was actually, that was yeah, pretty bad. Like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Good callback. So, March 2019. 
and uh, screenplay by Erin Kruger. What did you think of that? I couldn't see a thing. No, I, I could see it visually, but, but I you d- couldn't see a thing that would make you want to go yeah, to exactly. watch it. Yeah, um, exactly. You know what? I kept thinking of this film called Water for Elephants with, um, uh, what's this guy called? Robert Pattinson or R. Oh, Pats. Yeah. And I just felt like, um, I'm not sure what this film's bringing to the table, to be honest. Well, it is part of the Disney plan to remake all their classics as live action. Okay. So um, there's the live action Jungle Book, which was okay. Yeah. There was a live action Cinderella, directed by Kenneth Branagh, who's another hugely <sighs> inconsistent director who's made some surprisingly poor films for a filmmaker of his reputation. I think Thor was pretty good, though. Yeah, I like Thor. Yeah. But um, Kenneth Branagh, it's like boom or bust with him. He yeah. makes good films and Roller shocking dice. films that <laughs> really aren't appropriate for a man of his talent. Okay. I mean, um, I think it's. I think for him, he's probably doing some jobs to pay the mortgage and some jobs to feed his artistic gravy, as it were. But um, I don't know. What do you think about Dumbo, Akash? Uh, I'll be honest. Um, he's rubbing his eyes whilst he's doing this, people. Um, I'm not a, not a Tim Burton fan. What, even good Tim Burton? Silence. Uh, You're trying to take the air, the food out, the air out of my I lungs with that. The best film is The Plant of the Apes. Oh no, 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 sorry, oh. no. We're going to fall out over that. That was where it all went wrong. I, no, I'm, I don't know, I never liked it. <gasps> so that was the collective gasp. The collective of, gasp of despair. Of all, all of the listeners right now. Yeah. Uh, sorry, sorry. I told you sorry, he was arrogant, sorry. didn't I? No, he, <laughs> of course he gives zero fucks. Yeah. <laughs> um... I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say from that Dumbo trailer and I know it's a teaser trailer and now it's got Michael Keaton in it and hit and miss roll the dice actor Colin Farrell because he's been in some good films and some completely shit ones. I am gonna say I'll give that a miss. There's nothing there that tells me it's a new film or it's a new style of film that's worth watching because Disney decided to do live action. I just think they've got yeah, the four, it feels it feels like they've got four relatively good actors who are just not doing anything else at the moment because they probably never got signed up to Marvel, etc. Well, Michael Keaton did get signed up to Marvel, and that's what him paying yeah. penance. Yeah. Because he was in Spider-Man Homecoming, and they say, okay, yeah. now here's the back end that you owe us. <laughs> <laughs> so now you're in Dumbo. So that's you think there's like. a, there was, that was like the trailer film that he had to do yeah. after doing his marquee I'm film. I'm telling you, once you get into, once Disney gets their claws into you, they, don't, they won't let you go yeah. until you fulfill your... your all the film contracts that you signed on to do. Wow, isn't that the old? Was that the old film style when uh, like studios owned actors and they had to yeah, do eight and films? They got loaned out if someone else wanted them. Amazing. But that's what. But, but that's what you see with the MCU now. They, yeah. They're signing on people for like fifteen movie deals. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's becoming. They're yeah. bringing it back. I'm. A, what, what's your opinion of this Dumbo trailer? Hit and miss. Watch it at the cinema. Watch it. On the I would internet. never watch it at the cinema. Why would I watch it at the cinema when you got the original cartoon? Which for the record, does have some racist um, elements in it, but Which I was is still what you love it for to just point, yeah, exactly, call that yeah. shit out. Yeah, so <laughs> call a get, spade a spade. Yeah, when I get on my woke shit, I'll yeah. go back and watch Dumbo <laughs> 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 and say, "What the fuck are those boys doing?" Yeah, but yeah, that yeah, if that film's there, why would I need to go and need to see a live action version? Mm. Of it? it just it's silly. Yeah, and it, it is clearly a money grab. Yeah, which Disney. Doesn't need to do, but I feel they're doing it now because they need to pay off the salaries on the other well, sci-fi um, films they're doing. Solo flopped, didn't it? Yeah. So the first Star Wars film to lose money. Exactly, yeah. it flopped. So mm. and that's despite Donald Glover, who was pretty cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, th- I don't think people gravitated to the star. I think I, I think it's. I mean, we're going off on another tangent, but I think with um, Solo, yeah, it's the issue with the delay in the production and the delay in the release yeah. and the non-familiar actor, the fact Elton that Aaron Reich. I learned how to pronounce that just for this podcast. So I'm fa- just going to say it again. Alden Aaron Reich. And the thing oh, is, oh, you can all do it now. I don't think Akos I can. Um, <laughs> Aaron Reich. Impossible. Um, and the thing is, there was another thing about Solo where there was another guy who actually looked like a younger version of Harrison Ford and could mimic his voice very well, who was the actual online audience's pick. Fan choice. Fan choice, and it didn't really pan out, so that was yeah. up. For the record, what was I name? can't remember his name. Okay, it doesn't matter <laughs> now. But like, for the record, I actually didn't mind Aaron Reich's performance at all. I yeah. thought it was okay. He did an okay job. Yeah. But in terms of this Dumbo, is this an okay job? Um, I'm gonna give it a miss. Yeah. For Ooh, this isn't looking good. I mean, Akos, you almost don't even have to vote on this one because we've got three give it a misses. But let's hear what you have to say. Well, I just uh, I, I don't like Tim Burton. <laughs> <laughs> so Tim Burton's not I'm getting your money. Okay. Just... So Dumbo trailer, even though it's coming out in March 2019, we are telling you right now. It's time to give Why it a Why have we got a teaser trailer? Oh, stop it, Disney. Okay, next one. What have we got next? Okay, next one is actually called uh, Welcome to Marwen. M-A-R-W-E-N. It's a holiday season trailer, which should actually be out in the next couple of months. Uh, it stars um, Steve Carell, and it's directed by the director of Forrest Gump. So here it is. It's a DreamWorks production. Is this his first movie since Forrest Gump? Nope. Um, I'm not sure if it's the director's first movie I'm sure it's, it's not but um, we've got a character called Mark Hogenkamp who appears to be Robert Zemeckis yeah and he appears to be some kind of um, a local town artist who's been violently attacked by a group of thugs and as a result of this he's had to retreat into his home to Pu- get his uh, health care and recovery back online he's become a recluse Thank you very much. That's a long story short. But also, um, he's actually started make, continuing creating art based on dolls and figure, action figurines set in uh, the 1940s, it appears. And um, it seems like there's this allegory of a story of the bullies in his life are the, um, the Nazis uh, because his caricatures or miniatures of like, war figurines. Are they come alive? Um, that's the story. It's like... Um, it's, it's a kind of like the dolls are representative of the characters in his life. So the Nazis are the bullies, um, the women that shelter this kind of um, figurine army hero are the local people in his life. And the army hero is like a, almost like a fight club souped up version of himself sort of thing. And he kind of looks like he lives through his art and the stories he's trying to tell to, in his art to kind of get over all the problems that he's had before. Do you remember when um, everyone was sick of Steven Spielberg because he kept pitting um, and Indiana Jones against the Nazis? But yeah. since Trump's been elected, it's yeah. all of a sudden become cool to put Nazis in every single film that we see. Well, I For think example. I've mentioned this before, but like the context of the Indiana Jones films is the fact that in real life, the Nazis were trying to buy up all of these religious relics because yeah. they wanted to somehow validate themselves. Yeah. So that actually had a basis. And, yeah. you know, that was the context of those films. Yeah. I, mean, so, yeah, I think the thing about um, the Nazis in general, particularly the Indiana Jones era and the fact that Indiana Jones as a character exists in that time, 
is uh, the Nazis were literally trying to rewrite history, not just by burning books by people who weren't agreeing with their agenda, but they were promoting a lot of, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, there's a lot of propaganda, you know? And um, But in this context, it's more like they've just bolted on the Nazis as a go-to as, like, you know these are bad guys, so we don't have to go into too much depth. So we're going to just say these are bad guys in jumpsuits and these are the bad guys who are Nazis. So that's welcome to Marwan. Yeah, so one problem with that trailer is it mentions Robert Zemeckis as the director of Forrest Gump and Castaway. Yeah. Out of everything he's done, why would you choose those two? Oh, yeah, because you got Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I think if, if, he meant, if you mention Back to the Future, people are probably going to think it's a sci-fi. Whereas I think if you mention Castaway, people are going to think, okay, it's going to be this introspective story about one individual's challenge and struggle of fitting in society and it looks like this was based on a true story and it's about an artist's challenge of um, how to fit in society after losing their artistic capability to some extent mm, yeah I get that I mean, I, would I tried say, to say that with a tear in my eye but I can't do it yeah you, you were forcing it out there <laughs> yeah. it's like, <laughs> like going to give yourself a hernia no yeah. it's still not going <laughs> yeah I don't know I've never really got on with Forrest Gump and yeah. I know somehow it's become a modern classic and yeah. people quote it. I didn't really like it at the time. I still don't exactly see what all the excitement was about. I didn't like Forrest Gump when I first saw it, but I know it's been this cultural reference point for it's easy to say this person's an idiot or it's easy to say this is how you have happy and lucky accidents. But um, I don't think anyone hate-watched Forrest Gump. I think people just wanted to have an anti-hero who wasn't like... Um, trying to be Mr. Big Muscles, shiny teeth and blonde hair, you know? I think that's why people like Forrest Gump. Yeah. I guess um, the fact that it beat Pulp Fiction at the Oscars didn't help. Yeah, that probably stings a little bit. I'm sure Quentin Tarantino wasn't impressed. But the, um, I'm thinking, like, Welcome to Marvel, it feels like it's telling a story about disability as well, you know, in um, modern life and how to live with probably even like post-traumatic stress disorder and maybe mental health so i'm thinking in terms of the spirit of the film it does look like something worth watching but i'm not sure if i'd really want to go to the cinema to see this so i think i might wait for this to come out on the internet yeah um same for me i guess if okay. you're asking me yeah i mean i think robert zemeckis films they can like fall either side of the fence yeah like Back to the Future was obviously brilliant. Cast Away had mm. its moments, yeah. although people forget the final half hour yeah. was excruciating. After yeah. we got back to society, there was this whole other story story got that didn't on. need to be there, and it got more and more pointless and sentimental. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, so Akos, we're in the middle of a road here, so <laughs> it's time for you to swing the pendulum on one side or the other. No, no, I'm, I'm saying I'm going to wait for the um, yeah. download or whatever. Yeah, but that's weird. I think we're in the mid. Yeah, we've made a decision, but I'm, I'm not you can really interesting. You're not interested in Welcome to Marwan. No. What made you not interested in it? I don't know. I just, just Steve Carell. No, I, I don't have a problem with Steve Carell. Um, just I don't know. Just I'm not really like this. There was another story, story that was called Animalisa. 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 Um, it was a story told with puppets, and it was talking about dementia and stuff like that. But they were puppets all the way through the film. But this one is going to be Toy Story. 
No, no, no. I think it's called. Um, I'll, have, I'll have to think about what this one's called. I think it was An Animalisa. I know the one you mean. I can't remember the title. Yeah, I can't remember it. That's why I'm saying it. In a, yeah, it's called Animalisa, and it was from 2015. I think it was made by Starburns Industries or some connection with um, a community. This is a horror movie. No, no, no. This is the uh, Animalisa. Is the um, it's an animation which has uh, these character two characters that are dealing with uh, dementia but it's like puppets all the way through the story uh but i think uh, what i'm saying is with this story that you're seeing here welcome to marwin is it jarring for you to see it go from live action back to puppets and live action back to puppets is that the reason why you don't like it i just don't interesting i mean for me that's it Okay. If you can't hear that, he said he, he's just not interested. He's just not Akos interested. Is not no, interested. No, no, no. Robert Zemeckis, you failed again on an extraordinary Akos level. Akos is not interested. No, he's he, he, he lost the will to speak words. He's a very, very good director. Yeah. But I'm just I'm, this movie is not my type or something. Is it too sentimental? It's pushing the heartstrings too much. <laughs> Pulling at the heartstrings too much, Robert. We can see it. Okay, so you're going to give this film a miss? Of course. Okay. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so Malachi, it's up to you to kind of it's nothing pull to this one out of back. the fire. What are we talking about? It's, it's We've got two, wait, wait for it on the internet, wait for an internet and one... Uh, not uh, to see. Not it. to see. What's your opinion on this? I'll wait for the internet. I have you no wait for opinion the internet. on it. Okay. So that's the film coming out in 2018. Welcome to Marwin. It looks like a... Don't watch it at cinema. Wait for it to come out on the internet. Unless you're hanging out with Akosh. So, uh, Robert Zemeckis, um, unfortunately, you're not going to get our cinema dollars this week. Is there another big director we can take down? We've taken down Tim Burton what? and Robert Zemeckis. I feel like we need to go for the hat trick here. We need to go for another big director. We need to land this plane very quickly as well. Okay, I'm just trying to think. I'm going to go take a look at Apple trailers and see if there are any other films out there. I mean, have we looked at Skyscraper? Um, with Dwayne the Rock. I like how you're like even dismissing that before we've even seen the trailer. Yeah, I mean, I seen the trailer and this kind of uh, uh, weird remake of the Die Hard or something. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that one. Yeah. I mean, I'm just trying to think like, what's it? What's a film that we need to take a look at? I mean, there's The Grinch as well, the animated version. Um, there's The King. I can't think of one that's actually got a famous director attached to it at the moment. Oh, Guillermo del Toro. Uh, oh, the last thing he did was. Ah, uh, the last one he did was is that out now? In the, on is the it TV? Sicario Two? Sicario yeah. Two. Have you done that one? Have we, we talked? We haven't Sicario? done it. No. Okay, let's look at the Sicario Two trailer. This might wake us up. Okay. Yeah, we need to land this quickly. Okay, we'll land this quickly. Um, Sicario Two. We've got a ninety-second trailer. Okay, so this is obviously the sequel to Sicario. Um, with the right. special forces and and FBI, a different director combined into. Uh, I thought it's CIA. CIA, sorry, yeah, no, CIA. Like and I think we've got some of the old faces there. This is we're going to see yeah, Josh Brolin's yeah. character and Benicio del Toro's yeah. character, but I think Emily Blunt's character. Well, she couldn't come back because he threatened to kill her in the in the. In, in the, the film, yeah, so it's not just a contractual thing; it's the story reason why she's not coming. Yeah, because it would be ridiculous if she did come back, because yeah. you would have thought he would have put a bullet in her face. 
But this is also to kind of show us the new level of intensity this next film's about because it looks like we're seeing more masks, we're seeing more. Well, darkness. they definitely have a bigger budget to do more action, which yeah. I like. Yeah, but it seems like what we've seen is more darkness, more explosions, uh, bigger set pieces. Mm. Uh, this the scale is bigger as well because yeah, bigger budget because they did well. It was critically yeah. Uh, Received well as well as yeah. financially, and I just love this bit yeah. when he's just shooting. Like, yeah. how cavalier That's would you like have the apocalypse yeah. now? But the um, the, what I'm trying to say is because it's called Sicario Two, the next chapter, I, and because we're seeing like um, uh, we just saw like a row of ten vehicles, and one of them got taken out by an RPG. Mm. Um, so what I'm saying is, um, if an RPG is the right word, but let's take a ground to air missile. Um, or air to ground missile but the thing is the explosions the set pieces the sh- people getting shot and killed in broad daylight we weren't seeing this in Sicario 1 it was like things were happening behind closed doors things were happening in warehouses things were happening in raids this is more like it's gone to the level of street wars now hasn't it I think they're just making the story bigger. Um, yeah. It's almost like something like The Wire, where yeah. you start off on one level and you just open out so you yeah. get a picture of everything. Mm. I mean, the interesting thing about Sicario is it's, it is talking about like a modern day problem about uh, drug trafficking. and But it, I like the way it's exploring it in a, this isn't going to go away until we go to a very extreme level and then it might just get worse, you know? It's it's the same as um, Narcos on Netflix. They mm. the creators have said as long as there is a drug trade, they're going to keep making series because yeah. they always have a story to tell. Yeah. So um, I think Sicario um, has 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 Narcos a lot has a lot to thank Narcos yeah. for. Yeah. And I like how they've done it in an original way that they haven't focused on on Pablo because yeah. after Narcos there was 10 different series starring Pablo Escobar there was yeah. 15 different films of him yeah. and then 20 other people that worked with him. I mean but Pablo this, Escobar was notorious even before Narcos came out. So But I think that those, that, that spawned yeah. a new uh, interest. Yeah, interest in it. terms of yeah. pumping dollars into making f- visuals featuring another actor. So Plain. what do you think Sicario is doing that the these as a non-Pablo film, to, so to speak, about we're, drugs? We're basically seeing a guy who, and this is um, Del Toro. Yeah. No, is, is that the actor's name? Benicio Del Toro. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we can talk character names in a sec. But yeah, um, he he's basically a guy who was stung the most by these cartels. Because his... Uh, his can we do a spoiler? Well, it's Sicario 1, so yeah. if you haven't seen it, then there's something wrong with you. Yeah. So, yeah, his, his wife was beheaded and his, his daughter was put in a, a vat of acid. And so uh, he, Benicio Del Toro's character, he just plays Alejandro, a man without a surname. And that's great. Yeah. And it's him that taking on, of, taking on these cartels, bringing them to their knees yeah. because he's seen firsthand what yeah. they can do. So I think that's the originality of it because yeah. it's a character of no last name yeah. that we don't know his, his background I think the interest- was he a lawyer? Was he? Was he a lawyer? Is that why he got killed? I think um, he might have been a district attorney. Yeah, I exactly. think it was. Yeah, but lawyer. I think the interesting twist of it was um, usually the people who get the justice. It's like the cop who isn't getting backed by the um, mm. the, the precinct, or it's the new rookie. And I think what was interesting is, is like this character was just like riding on the shoulder of his system until he got to the target that he wanted. And I think that's what made it different because he kind of ghosted his way into 
his um, agenda kind of ghosted its way to the end of the film because we thought we was focusing on the Emily Blunt character. Well, yeah, and I, yeah, that was that was some some excellent um, choices. Oh, what's it called? Sleight of hand by yeah. the writers. Yeah. Um, yeah, because everyone thought it was, it was about Emily Blunt. Because a little bit, it was a little bit like um, killing. It was a little bit like Psycho killing the uh, the main character um, halfway through the fi- half an hour through the film. They actually disposed of the need of the the main protagonist in the basically in the second end of the second act. But um, yeah, I, I would love to see Sicario too. It looks pretty good to me. What would you think, um, Akash? Yeah, I, I like I like the first one. I think I want I want to see. Yeah. Yep. Nothing more to say on it. He's tapping his head. Can you okay. stop pressuring him? So um, we've got to watch it from the cinema from Akosh. Um, how about Dom? Uh, yeah, I'm going to miss Emily Blunt, but, you know, fair play for not coming up with a contrived reason to bring her back. Yeah. I right. mean, it will probably be all the better for that. Okay, so watch it from the cinema from me. And how about you? Definitely watch it in the cinema. Okay, so Sicario 2 is coming out in... It's out. It's out now yeah. um, in July. Um, go to the cinemas and watch it. Catch it whilst it's hot. And that's our end of our Trader Trash reviews. So today you've been listening to uh, the indomitable spirit of Dominic Stinton. Bye for now. You've been listening to the abominable spirit of Akash Balf. See you guys. You have good night. See, you needed two guys. Arrogance. Arrogance, I tell you, man. There's a double tap in the foot. on the, the mic there um, you've been listening to the the Torrible uh, talents of uh, Trevor Jones your host and also we've been followed through by the I haven't got a morrible but um, malleable um, skills of MKH Inc um, okay good night um, you've been listening to Geek Sweat um, we welcome you and thank you for your being our audience if you would like to know more about our project and where we partake in these uh podcasts find out more by uh, google searching hashtag geek sweat that's hashtag g-w-e-k-s-w-e-a-t if you'd like to know more about instigate projects follow www.instigateonline.com